This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. We live in one reality. We're used to talking, of course, about two realities, materialism and spirituality, but science and religion are actually are mutually exclusive. And when we're in sort of sater moments, we realize they're mutually exclusive. Neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is, because at this point, they're both belief systems. One is theism, one is atheism. So neither science nor any religion really has our reality right, but when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we get a wonderfully complete picture of what actually is going on. And what we learn from the dead about our one reality is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. It's consistent with science and consistent with Jesus. Stop and think about that for a moment. Isn't that fabulous? Our guest today is my very dear friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who's been with us before, but we're going to get to know him better today. He's an expert in the area of afterlife research. He's been my mentor and guide, and I'm just very fond of him. He's devoted his life to getting the truth out, and what what could be better than that? Welcome, Craig. Hi, Roberta. Wonderful to be back. (laughs) It's so good to have you here. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think we've really talked about your history and why you are so, I would have to say, driven by by this need to get the truth to everyone what 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 got you here you're you're you have a phd and you you've been what have you been doing up until now well yeah i uh i was a professor and uh taught business writing so i taught business communications oh, but okay. then around uh oh gosh i was about 52 years old and uh i had gone to a, a numerologist and numerologist uh, did the numbers for me and, and said that uh, it, there was a point in my life at about age 52 when everything changed. There was nothing that was the same. Uh, everything reversed itself, and uh, there was a, a dramatic change in my life. And I'd also seen uh, a woman who became a friend of mine. Her name was uh, Greta Alexander from Illinois, who is a, a very, very well-known uh, psychic and a detective psychic. And she told me that in the next two years, uh, at, at about the same time, that my life was going to change utterly. I was going to die and be reborn. I was going to be entirely different. And uh, so then as it played out, that's exactly what happened. I started just meeting psychics uh, nearly every day. I was just meeting one psychic after another. and wow. I'd never before in my life met a psychic. And so then I realized that there was something going on more than just this reality that we that we see around us. That that uh, that life was much greater than that. And uh, as I delved into it more over the next uh, decade, I discovered that uh, the greater reality is the real reality, and that this is just yes. a little game that we're playing. It's a little drama that we're in, <laughs> and uh, this is a, a brief interlude. And uh, then during this time, we are in school learning lessons, 
and that then we will take those lessons with us through eternity. And so I began to realize that, about the, uh, that there was much more to life than we thought. And then I um, went to uh, a psychic, and, and she said that uh, I had a psychometry ability, that I could hold things in my hand and read about the people or read about what the, the things were. And uh, so she said, uh, go home and try it out. Go home and hold playing cards face down in your palm and uh, don't look at them and you can you will be able to tell what the color is the reds will feel warm the blacks will feel cold oh, and so weird. i went home and did it and yeah <laughs> i went to home and did it and uh, i made two piles uh, just at random cards coming off of the deck and uh, put the uh, cold pile in one pile and the warm cards in the other pile and and i did it maybe 20 25 something like that and and uh, tired of it and and turned over the cold pile, which would have been black, and every one of them was black. Wow. And uh, turned over <laughs> the, the warm pile, which is red, and, and every one except one was red. And uh, it was Good shocking heavens. to me. Yeah, I had to have a scotch and soda <laughs> after that. <laughs> so, and, uh, so, so mild-mannered business-writing professor yeah. discovers that he could tell what's right, black and what's red just mm-hmm. by just the by feel holding of it. the cards mm-hmm. wow. on, on my hand. And so that, that made a, a real impression on me. And then after uh, a little bit later, I tried remote viewing. I sat at the computer and, and brought up a remote viewing site, and they have what are called targets. And you get a, a code of some sort. It's just a random uh, series of letters. And uh, you close your eyes and focus on the random set of letters and wait and see what comes to you. And uh, I was able to see things that, that were thousands of miles away and describe them with, uh, with some accuracy. And so I discovered that I had that ability too. And, and so I, I learned that I had these psychic abilities, never did anything more with them, didn't uh, pursue them or develop them or anything. Uh, because after, soon after that, then I started learning about the fact that we are eternal beings, that we, there is no such thing as death. It's just a brief transition, and we uh, grow from one level to another, just like going from childhood into adulthood, and that uh, there is, uh, we are able to connect with those who live on the next plane of life, and it's just a matter of learning how to do it. And so after that, then I became involved in it, uh, dedicated my life to helping people to understand how they can connect with their loved ones on the next plane of life. And uh, so and we're discovering so many new, new ways, as you well know, uh, to do that. And, and we're just at the beginning. We have no idea yeah. uh, how far it's going to go because this has happened in a very short period of time. We, and now we have uh, probably a dozen reliable methods by which people are connecting every day with their loved ones who are on the next line of life, just like picking up the telephone. In fact, one of them is picking up the telephone. One of them is picking up the telephone. (laughs) Matter of fact. Really fast. My my own journey really began, um, of course, decades ago, but my, my feeling that I had to get the word out really began when I read your eternal self. Um, Craig's book, Your Eternal Self, is on everybody's short list of must-reads. If you care about trying to understand reality, you must read that the 2008 Your Eternal Self by R. Craig Hogan. It's, it's essential. Because when I read it, all of this random information it was all consistent, but I, I couldn't, it was very hard to put everything together that I had been learning from the dead 
primarily reading communications that were 100 years old or more. But it was hard to put it all together until I read Your Eternal Self. And then it was just all together. It was amazing. Um, And that's when I met Craig. I, I just I had to get him to come to Austin and speak in, in my church. And he had a record crowd of people trying to understand what, what's true. Talking and, and um, we, we worked together to put on the conference in July. And we're going to talk a little bit today about what the next conference is going to be. It'll be a year from just about now. And, and it's going to make the other one look small, I think. But that's we, there are people. There are people all over the world who are doing. They have a story just like Craig's and just like mine. Um, they, we've all been sort of called because now appears to be the time to get the word out, and we all have a little role to play. What I've asked Craig to do today, primarily, is to tell us his understanding of what the afterlife is like. Um, I've talked about it myself in the past some, but we've never really devoted um, a whole hour to it. And actually, now that we've <laughs> done all this talking, it's less than an hour, but we'll do this more than once. But, Craig, t- tell us what your understanding is of how reality works when we're from the perspective of the dead and, and just where we go when we die. How does that happen? Yeah, and it, and it, is, um, it is a perspective. We are living on a spiritual plane. So the earth plane is just another spiritual plane. It's not that there's an afterlife because this is the life. Uh, and so we are on a spiritual plane right now. And the next spiritual plane that we're on is exactly like this. We will see the same things that we see. We'll have the same sensations and we'll have our, our, our bodies and uh, we'll have um, streets and houses and, and rivers and lakes. And uh, we won't have sunsets. There is no sun. <laughs> but uh, there's an ambient light that, that is, uh, is present. And so it's going to be just exactly like this. Uh, but there won't be any of the drawbacks. There won't be any ticks or mosquitoes. <laughs> right. uh, and, uh, there's, uh, and there's no fear of, of, of death because there is no such thing. We realize then that there is no such thing. Uh, there are no uh, broken bones and, and those sorts of things. So all of the negatives that we have on this plane of life then go away because this next plane of life is uh, kind of like our reward. It's, a, it's like uh, we've gone through the crucible. You know, this is uh, the earth plane is the crucible. It's full of um, violence and cruelty and uh, disappointment and, and loss and and all of those things that, that are part of the earth school that we have to overcome. We have to learn to trust in the greater reality. We have to learn to trust in the source uh, and those are, uh, who are guiding us and helping us on the other side. So we're spending our time here learning how to trust, learning how to love, learning how to have greater compassion. And then in the next uh, plane of life, when we graduate into it, then that's a time of rest when we can relax and uh, we don't have to worry about those kinds of things. And, and we can decide where we're going to go next with our, with our life. And uh, that's, uh, that is really a reward for us. And we actually receive on the next plane of life what it is that we, based upon our being, are. So if we're a person who is compassionate and loving and, and we're caring about other people, then the next plane of life will be with other people who are like that and we'll live in very pleasant circumstances. It will be, it's a wonderful, it's called Summerland by the Spiritualists and it's a wonderful plane to be on. Uh, if a person is cruel and violent, that just means that they haven't risen to that level yet. They're, they're in earth school and they're learning how to do that, but they are still cruel and violent now and when they go into the next plane of life, 
then they're with other people who are cruel and violent, not because it's a punishment, just because that's who they are. They're choosing to be with those people. And so then it's a not so pleasant. It's, a, it's on a, a darker reality on the next plane of life. It is not a hell. There's no such thing as hell. That was a fiction that was developed by the early church to keep people in line. It was borrowed from the pagans. And uh, there is no such thing as hell, but there, there certainly is uh, a level in which people are choosing to be with other people who are cruel and violent, and, and so their lives are not so pleasant then uh, because of that. But they're given the opportunity to rise. There, there are guides and helpers who are teaching them, and they are going to help them to go up to the next level uh, in the next plane of life. So they have the opportunity to do that. So that that is the the way, in a nutshell, that the this world corresponds with the, that next world, uh, and they are intertwined. You know, the, it isn't that there is a separate realm. You know, that there there is it, it really is space is meaningless. It isn't in another place. It is intertwined with with this reality that we have, and it's through our consciousness, through our mind, which is our soul. We describe it as a soul or mind. Or consciousness they're all the same thing and uh, that then continues and and that lives on in, in the next reality and uh, it, it follows us through eternity it stays with us so and which parts of it stay with us are the love and the compassion and the concern and servanthood for, for other people those are the things that stay and that's what we grow with when we grow through eternity so, so but we're hmm? We're getting a new look then at what our reality actually is. It's primarily what we used to think of was the afterlife, but it's really just the spiritual part of this reality, which is most of reality. Um, and I th that's something which I think is very important for people to understand. Um, that, and the reward that, that comes there, as you say, is to, to be with the people that are like you. Now, does that mean that if you, if you lost someone and you miss that person, will we be able to see them? What if they aren't as, as kindly as we are? Or what if, what if they're more kindly than we are? And is it, will we still get to see our loved ones, our mother, mm -hmm. our, our beloved? Yeah, and what, what happens is, uh, on the next plane of life, it is possible for those people who are on a, a higher level on the next plane of life to be able to come to the lower levels. But it isn't possible for the lower levels to come to the higher level. That's very different from this life because uh, this plane of life, uh, we have a mixture. So we have together. people who are very cruel, right, and very violent, and, and they are mingled with the people who are very compassionate and very loving. And that's the way that this world was set up. Uh, this earth school puts us with those people. Uh, and so we are in the crucible. That, that's why it's, it's difficult. That's why we have obstacles and problems. But in the next plane of life, those who are loving and compassionate and, and have risen to that level in their spiritual development, they're on a level and they can go down to the lower levels and they can help their, their loved ones. If there's a loved one who is still on, uh, at that lower, darker level and is with other people who are cruel and violent, that person who loves them can come down to them and help them to grow, help them to become more than than they are. Uh, but that person who's cruel and violent can't rise up to their level. They can't yeah, go up, up up to. So there is no crucible on, on yeah. the next plane of life. 
That's, uh, that's then, a comfort, actually, yes, for really a lot is. of us <laughs> to, to know that you're not going to uh, have people giving you the finger on the highway. Not that there's yeah, a highway, of course. But, but we're um, slogging along right, right. In, in, in this life, and we don't have to do that. And yeah. the same thing will be true for somebody who is more loving and compassionate than we are. They're on a higher level, our loved one, and maybe you know our grandfather and grandmother and somebody close to us. They're on a higher level, and they can come down to us. And uh, and and then so that and they will. I mean, they do come and they st- and they receive uh, our our thoughts and and we can say that we'd like to speak to you know grandma or, or even great 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 grandfather that you learn about when you meet them on the other side. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that person is very wise and you want to spend time talking with them. Then you can ask them to come to your level, and uh, they can come down at at will. And uh, when they do, then they can commune with you and. And they can help you to grow in your life on the next plane of life because you continue to grow. Um, it isn't like the, the idea that we're going to be worshiping God all day long on the next plane of life and that we're in constantly in, in this school of, of trying to become more spiritual. It, it is that we are going to be living our lives. We will have occupations and, and uh, uh, preoccupations, hobbies and and things that we like to do. Uh, but during that time, we we're also growing spiritually, continuing to grow, so that those people whom we love may be on a higher plane, they may be on a lower plane, and we can choose to uh, go to them or they can come to us. Uh, and many of the people whom we love right now will live with us on the yeah. plane of life. But this is, uh, it's very appealing, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. You've got all the good and, and none of the bad. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we need to take just a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the details of the place where all of us are going to be going. You're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Our guest is the wonderful R. Craig Hogan, and we'll be right back. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Just a quick reminder, past episodes of Seek Reality can be downloaded for free on iTunes. And in fact, I've I've discovered that's how most people listen to us. If you listen that way, I'd love it if you'd give us a review and a rating. We're talking today with the wonderful Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who is one of the world's experts on what the afterlife is actually like. What's interesting to me, Craig, is whenever... I meet someone who, like you, has done all this homework. We complete each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody gets the same, even though we haven't 
necessarily even read the same things. The evidence is so consistent that we all seem to have come to the same basic conclusions. Little niceties, maybe little tweaks of things we might not have quite agreed on. Um, I, I, what, for example, Michael Tim, who's another expert, was the one who told me about the process of, of the, the inner bodies separating and, and threads breaking. I said, where the heck did you find that? He said he'd read it. In the, it it's, a, it's an added detail, but um, mm-hmm. it's just it's remarkable to me. Uh, and to me, it's another bit of evidence, if we needed more, that, that all of this is real. That the fact mm-hmm. that when we read 100 years, 150, almost 200 years of communications, we all get to the same place. Mm-hmm. So tell us more. Now, what People listening are wondering, is it, is it, it's solid there, it's beautiful there, it's big there, mm-hmm. how, do, how, how do we spend our days, how do we get around, um, mm-hmm. what do we eat, do we eat, mm-hmm. uh, do we sleep, yeah. tell us more about those details. Mm-hmm. When people first uh, transition into the, this next plane of life, they have expectations about the way life ought to be. And so then somebody who, for instance, uh, is an, uh, a nomad in the desert, then uh, when they come to the next plane of life, then, then the surroundings are going to be familiar to them. They're going to be more like that. Uh, and if they were an Eskimo, you know, if they were an Inuit and they're accustomed to that sort of an environment, then uh, when they come into the next plane of life, it's, it's like that. We, we're in a comfortable setting, and, and the comfortable setting is because that's what our expectations are. Uh, and so we're, we come into the next plane of life in those uncomfortable settings, and then for a while, because we've just come off of the earth plane, we're aligned with the earth plane, we're still thinking about things on the earth plane the way they were and, and expecting them to be that way, and it's because of our expectations of what we believe life ought to be like that we have that life, that life is there for us. We are uh, in accustomed surroundings. And so we, we stay with that just as long as we want to. Uh, so people, for instance, uh, uh, when they come first to the other side, they want to eat and drink. And so find that there is drink available for them, there is food available for them. Even one story, uh, in one of Leslie Flint's uh, seances, that uh, a person on the other side is smoking. He smokes a pipe. Uh, <laughs> now, now, he's not doing anything that's harmful to him because of the fact that this is just... The the image the the uh, the belief the the simulation of uh, being able to smoke a pipe but he has those uh, pleasures that he wishes to have and so when we first come off of this plane into the next plane anything that we want that is exactly the same as it was on the airplane we stay with it and we can have it we can eat we can drink uh, there are even those who, who say that people can have sex. Uh, so there, there are anything that it appears that we want to have on the next plane of life, but then we grow out of that. So we grow beyond that. And after a while, we we don't need the earth plane kinds of things. We don't need to eat. We don't need to to drink. And we could if we wanted to, but uh, we grow beyond those kinds of things. And and at that point, then we uh, can change in the way in which we do things. But it's rather like growing from being a one-year-old to a five-year-old to a ten-year-old. And with each one of those stages in our lives here on the earth plane, we become a different person with different needs, expectations. And, uh, you know, a one-year-old has a different needs than a five-year-old, has a different needs from a 10-year-old, uh, from a 25-year-old. And those different needs then are met on the other side. So then uh, we grow spiritually and we grow in, 
in uh, relieving ourselves of, of the need to have the earth plane kinds of, of accoutrements. And at that point, then we become more uh, a different person. But on the other side, uh, this next plane of life, uh, we are able to uh, pursue anything that we wish. If there's a hobby, if we wanted to always be a, a pianist and have never had a chance to uh, on the earth plane, then we can do that. You know, it's rather like Groundhog Day. Uh, so we can become a great pianist by uh, by practicing on the other side. Uh, people at first are, uh, walk around uh, as they do on the earth plane vibration, and uh, then they, after a while, learn that they can just simply transport themselves by wanting to be someplace. So they you know they say, I would like to see uh, you know I'd like to see Grandma right now, and and so then they're immediately in Grandma's presence. Uh, so, the, but we have a choice. We can walk around. You can go down the street. You, there are rivers. You can uh, have a picnic by the river, and and uh, there are oceans and mountains and uh, beautiful surroundings. The animals are there. Uh, our pets are there, and uh, so we have the surroundings that we want to have. And as long as we want to have those in our in our that plane of life, then they are there for us. Not by conjuring them up or making them appear. They simply are there because we have the expectation and the desire to have them there. They're just that's the environment that, that is created. Uh, and uh, then we look backwards and we realize that, in the same way, this environment that we're in now on the Earth plane is created, uh, but it's created by us as, as a consensus. So everyone, be, by our expectations of what life is like, we are creating the Earth plane the way that it is right now because we believe it has cruelty, because we believe it has violence. Uh, it does have a cruelty and violence. And eventually then on this plane of life, if we thought that everything, everyone was loving, compassionate, concerned, everyone was a servant, more concerned about other people's needs than our own, then that's what life would be like. Everybody would be like that. But it's very difficult on the earth plane. We've got a long way to go before we get there. Yes, yes. Talk about spirituality. I mean, most people, when they think of spirituality, they think of, you have to go to church and say a certain number of Hail Marys or, uh, you know, you've, you've got to go to um, Sabbath services of whatever your denomination is. And the more you do that, the more spiritual you are. The more you think about religion, the more spiritual you are. That's not the spirituality you're talking about, though, is it? No, it isn't. And then that's outside of yourself. So anything that's outside of us, then is not spiritually. Uh, there, anything that is spiritual is inside. In other words, whatever it is that our character is, who we are, is what's spiritual. What's on the outside is not. So, in fact, religion can stand in the way of spirituality. You know, as, as Carl Jung said, uh, religions are our defense mechanism against having a spiritual experience. And uh, wow. what happens is, yeah, what happens is we. Uh, we are focused on the outside, and that means rules and or, or ways of being that people tell us we must be, and we lose the focus on the inside, which is the voice of God. That's where we that's where we learn, and that's where we grow spiritually. And so it's the inside, it's the inner person, in whom we are, that is growing spiritually, and that's all that really matters in this lifetime. The body doesn't matter. Uh, any of the possessions that we have don't matter. The only thing that matters is how we are growing to become more loving, compassionate, servants to each other so that we're more concerned about others' needs and than our own. And those then carry along with us into eternity. And we grow and we, we become more loving and more compassionate 
uh, and the, we would drop off the, the old earth plane, which is the desires to have things, the desires to possess, uh, that, you know, which is a kind of a peculiar notion that you can possess something. Uh, there is really no possession. What it is is that we all have this consensus that uh, some person has the right to do certain things or to, to hold certain things, and, uh, but there is no possession. That's why the Indians, the Native Americans, had such difficulty understanding the Europeans when they came over and they talked about owning land. Yeah. You know, and that's, there is a, that's an abomination. How, how can you own something? You know, it's, a, it's everybody's. It belongs to everybody. And so there is no ownership. And that's why it was so easy for the, the Europeans to take the land from them by giving them beads uh, because they're, they're, it was meaningless to them, the idea of owning land. Um, so anything that has to do with the earth plane, and, and religions are are developed on the earth plane. They're developed by people. Uh, they have nothing to do with spirituality. Uh, anything that has to do with spirituality is going to be internal. So that people say, well, every religion has some uh, element of the truth. Well, so does the Red Cross, and, and, and so do uh, organizations that are concerned with other people, and, uh, but that doesn't make them spiritual. And uh, so the religions are uh, really an, an impediment. And uh, when a person grows spiritually, they go inside, and then they become more loving and compassionate. And that's what spirituality is. That's what spiritual growth is. Wow. Yeah, they, there's, there are surveys being done um, routinely on whether people go to church or whatever. And what they're finding over the past, say, decade has been, has been a remarkable shift People, fewer, far fewer people are saying they go to church regularly, but more people than ever before are calling themselves spiritual. And the people who do these surveys are, are surprised at that and, and seem not to understand the difference. But I think you've, you've ex- expounded on the difference very well. Um, mm-hmm. the, I think that we know when we're, we're growing spiritually, we know when we're in closer contact with God. And this is the kind of thing each of us can do deliberately for ourselves by not entertaining an, an, an angry or hateful thought. Don't give it space in your head. I found that I had to stop watching television, watching the news, and I had to stop um, uh, going to you know, movies unless they're you know, maybe a little cartoon or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't allow any negative entertainments into, into my, or, or negative news into my mind. And when I gave myself that space, and I urge everybody to try this, turn off the TV for six months, I guarantee you will never turn it on again. When you give yourself that space, you find that it's much easier, I think, to be thinking loving thoughts all the time. I I recommend to people, too, and I know you do as well, that they read the red letters in the Gospels. there, this this is a this is a real man who came to us two thousand years ago, knowing things that he only could have gotten from the source. He said he was our teacher, and what he came to teach us was all the things we're learning now from the people who are dead about the way we're supposed to be living, why we're here. Jesus came to teach us that, and it's all right in your Bible. Don't read the rest of it; just read the red letters in the Gospels. You'll be amazed how, if you read those those red letters regularly, you'll be amazed how it transforms your life. Mm-hmm. And you would agree with that, with right? Church. Nothing to do with the church. The 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 church that was developed after Constantine uh, has nothing to do with that church because that church then became a, a bureaucracy uh, with people who are, are are serving their own needs. They they um, 
Um, but the, if the pastors today, what what a pastor should be doing is helping everyone in the congregation to learn how to go inside and listen to the voice of God. In other words, listen to the source, listen to the guides on the other side who are helping them, and, and even their loved ones who come through and are doing everything they can to help, to teach them how to go inside and listen, just to listen. And uh, and, and Jesus said that. He said, he said if you knock, the door's going to open for you. Yes. And if you ask, yes. you're going to get the answers to the questions. Uh, yeah. If you seek, you're going to find what you want. And, and, and he wasn't talking about going into a religion and doing those things. He was saying, you do that. You know, you go into yes. a closet. You, you ask, and, and uh, you're going to get it because the Holy Spirit is going to be there. And uh, the Holy Spirit then is, is the word for all these things that, that, we, that will come to us and, and aid us, our guides, our loved ones who are on the other side, the source, which is the creative source in the universe, all of those are available to us. All we have to do is, is listen. We just have to, to understand and, and, uh, and shut off the, the things that are telling us that we've got to, to do things in a, sp- a specific way, that we have to sing a certain songs and we have to say certain words. And, and all that, that nonsense then keeps us from going inside. It really is a, a defense against having a religious experience. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and they be... teach you to fear. Religions teach mm-hmm. you fear. They're based in fear. Fear mm-hmm. is the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. I hear from people now, fairly often, who who are just basically they're they're tormented by the things they've been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, some religions are very brutal, and I, I have to just you know email with them, sometimes talk with them, and help them understand that what they've been taught is a lie. God is infinite love, nothing but love. There is God. God, no matter what you do, God won't judge you. God, mm-hmm. in fact, I've never found. Have you found a single instance of God judging anyone? No, absolutely not. Research? There is no. no judgment. There is no condemnation. There is. Everybody is is in Earth School. We are all at the head of our class. We are all <laughs> A students. And uh, some, yeah, and and some of us are, you know, are, are cruel and violent. But that's uh, that's the level at which we are now. That's where we should be, and there is no condemnation for that. Uh, the the people who, who commit suicide, for instance, uh, not because of health reasons, but be, uh, because of uh, their life difficulties. Uh, there's no condemnation of that. They're met with, with love and compassion on the other side. And it's a sad time because they've decided to truncate their, their life and, and they can no longer learn lessons and, and improve their relationships yes. with other people. It's a yes. very sad time when somebody uh, commits suicide, but there's no punishment or, or condemnation. They're met with a great amount of understanding and love and compassion. And that's what the universe is. That's what the source is. That's what God is. God is love and compassion. Uh, and so we learn we to become the Kabbalists uh, know that they, they they are right when they say that we become more like God. Uh, that uh, that our our desire our development is to become all loving, unconditionally loving, and and uh, that is the direction that we're going. And we're just every one of us at some uh, place on that path toward toward becoming all loving and and uh, without condemnation. So we need to, to eliminate those mythologies, those old tribal beliefs that uh, that we're going to be judged in this condemnation and there's hell and all this other nonsense and and uh, and understand the fact that that we are loved, we are becoming more loving, 
and that we are we can be in a state of bliss if we just allow ourselves to do it. And he said that he, uh, he what he said was uh, the kingdom of God is spread out upon the face of the earth, and men do not see it. And the yeah. people who wrote that down didn't understand a word of that, but they right. wrote it down, and that shows us the fact that he didn't say it because they didn't understand what they, it was. They couldn't they have made that up. Down. They right. couldn't have made that up. They, I mean, <laughs> nobody could have made that up. And uh, and what he was saying was that the, the kingdom of God is, is here. We just have to enter it. We just have to, and that kingdom of God is within. That uh, that's where it yes. is. And uh, and all we have to do is, as a society, uh, all of us together, and it has to be together. Uh, all of us together, if we are loving and compassionate, then society will be loving and compassionate, and we will t- treat each other uh, with love and compassion. And there it is. Then all of a sudden, there is the kingdom of God. So uh, easy. Because, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's it, uh, just to stop fighting it, it and allow it to happen, because that's our true nature. We are of God. Our, our minds are of God. So our true nature is to be loving and infinitely forgiving. Mm-hmm. We're going to take another quick break. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. You are an eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really understand the truth of that, it will change everything in your life. Our guest today is the wonderful Dr. R. Craig Hogan, and we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with my friend Craig Hogan. And Craig was really the center and the star of the show that we put on in July. The Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies did a wonderful, um, wonderful, we've, we advertised it on this show. A lot of people who were there uh, had, turned out to be people who listened to Seek Reality. So it was fun to meet these listeners. But um, in the middle of July, we all sort of got together in Scottsdale and we talked about new developments in afterlife communication. It, Craig was the one who really put that conference together, and it, it's, it inspired him and inspired all of us to look ahead to two more conferences. The Academy is going to do another conference in September, mid-September. Is it the 12th? I, what, what's the date, Craig? It's 25th through 27th. Okay, see, I'm not mm-hmm. even close. 25th mm-hmm. to 27th of September, 
next year in Scottsdale, uh, we're going to be putting on another conference, sort of by popular demand. People ask us a lot of questions about what death is like, what the afterlife is like, and there's a tremendous amount of detailed evidence, and there are some real experts who can, you know, you don't, you don't have to listen to just me. There are many people who know way more than I do uh, who can tell you exactly and, wh- and tell you why we know exactly what happens at death, what it's like, and what happens after death. And, Craig, you're putting that together. Tell us a little more about that conference. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting conference because we really haven't had uh, the, the word, uh, a way to get the word out to people. To, we know what happens at the, the period uh, after death. Well, we know what happens on the other side. We know about things like reincarnation. Uh, we have the, the answers, and, and people just don't know them. And they're so wonderful. They're such gifts from, from uh, the source to us that we want people to know about them. And so this conference is going to take us all the way through from uh, the preparation for passing, when the person is preparing on this plane of life to leave and transition to the next plane of life for those who who aren't suddenly taken out. There is a preparation for passing. So we're going to explore that. We're going to be exploring the, the influences the people on the other side have on people on the earth plane. What are they doing over there that, that has these influence? And who are they? There are people over there that are good people who have influence. There are people who are not so good who are having influence. And how do they do that? And, and, and what are they doing? And why are they doing it? So we're going to be exploring that. We're going to be having uh, uh, people come in to talk about uh, Rosemary Guiley is going to be there. And Rosemary is just a very talented speaker. And she is an expert on those people on the other side who are especially uh, people who are not so nice, the nasties. Uh, who are uh, those people? Are they earthbound? In other words, are they human beings who have simply transitioned and don't want to leave the earth plane? Or are they evil entities? Is, are there such things as demons? And, and uh, what is a ghost? And, and what are these things that we, that we know about? So we're going to be talking about those influences from the other side on the people in the earth plane. Then we're going to talk about everyday living, what's it like on, on the next plane of life, you know, uh, about animals and pets and occupations and, and uh, uh, how do people get around and, and what about happens, what happens with unborn children children who were not born in, on this earth plane and what happens to them in the, in the afterlife because they do live there uh, and uh, what happens with, with people who commit suicide and, and uh, what are the levels and the planes and so we're going to be exploring those and we're going to explore life plans and how people make plans for, the, for their lives and reincarnation what that is and past lives uh, we're going to have uh, experts in past lives come in and past life regressionists uh, then we're going to be talking about religion and spirituality on the next plane of life. What is, do religions carry on in the next plane of life? And what is spirituality and what people do people do? Do they really worship God all day long and all these other questions? And then we're going to talk about rewards, judgments, punishments. What, what is it like on the other side? Uh, and, uh, and how does a person then grow from those darker levels? And what's it like in those darker levels? Uh, into the higher levels, and, and what are the higher levels, and, and, and uh, is uh, somebody able to, to channel uh, the higher levels, such as Jesus, and, and uh, so we're going to be exploring that too. So we're really going to be taking a look at the whole uh, environment, the whole uh, everything that we know about the afterlife and about that world, and, and about our preparation for coming back to this world. So it's going to be a very exciting conference. We have wonderful yeah. people coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I've. 
I've seen some of what's being planned, and it it uh, it really boggles my mind. Um, if it interests you at all, go to ASCSI.org, and there will you'll see that there are two conferences next year. One will be in Durham, North Carolina. That might be more convenient to you, but that's going to also cover other topics and not concentrate on the afterlife. Uh, and then uh, the at the end of September, there will be one in Scottsdale, and at ASCSI.org, you can get all the latest information uh, and maybe and get on a mailing list if you'd like to to hear updates on on who's uh, going to be there. Um, it it's it, we, there's a there's a I guess a, a, a reduced price right now and for a while mm-hmm. for people who want to want to sign up early. Um, and mm-hmm. you'll there's find super early bird. bird. Mm-hmm. Super early bird. Okay, well super you early have bird, the opportunity right. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know to save up for plane fare and and we we got a very inexpensive rate for the rooms. Um, to, I think the people who were there in July loved it. It was a love fest. Many of them had lost loved ones. They'd lost a child or a spouse. And yet we, there was joy uh, among all of us uh, and, and even among the people who were grieving because we were talking about communication and people were learning how to do things, do communication for themselves. Um, we've just had uh, Carol and Morgan and her son Mikey on again. And she was a a great teacher uh, of moms to learn to use a pendulum to communicate with their children. It actually happened for some of those moms right at the conference. They were boggled. And Carol is going to come back next year to primarily to teach the pendulum to people who uh, would like to learn how to use it. Pendulum communication, I didn't believe in at all at one point, but it, it seems to be a very good way for people who are communicating uh, who, who are not psychic uh, at all, but but want to communicate. It, you don't need to be sp- psychic. You just need to be in a close love relationship with the person with whom you're communicating. So it was just it was a, it was such a high. It took me weeks to come down from it. Actually, mm-hmm. that whole yeah. wonderful wonderful weekend. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful, and the, the next one's going to be exactly like that uh, because we're going to be exploring this. But we also are going to have that thread of teaching people how to communicate. So we're going to stay with that. Uh, and as you say, Carol's going to come back and teach the pendulum. Uh, that's a wonderful experience watching her and then having uh, learning about her uh, communication with Mikey, uh, her son, who is uh, on the other side, and then he communicates very clearly to her using the pendulum, and, and he has wonderful lessons that he's taught her and is teaching everybody as a, as a result of that. Um, but she's going to be there, so that, that we will continue that thread, and we're also going to have uh, other workshops so there will be workshops where people can to develop their own abilities, and uh, so that's going to be I, I, yeah, uh, but including Bruce Moen, right? I was Bruce Moen. I'm, uh, I'm mm-hmm. totally not psychic. I'm un. I am the opposite of psychic. There's a spectrum. I'm on the other end of it, but I took Bruce Moen's workshop, and incredibly, he taught me how to do rescue work in just a day and a half. I, I rescued a woman, I swear, who died in 1780. And they, they, the, the people, the, the, the dead who are doing rescue work of people who go off track need a living person. For mm-hmm. some reason, the dead can perceive a living person, but not a dead person. And my whole role was to get her attention, and she was cranky as all get out, and, um, and to, to help her understand that there was, in fact, someone standing next to me, and eventually she perceived him, and that was it. He took her mm-hmm. to her children. It was, it, it, I, I, very little boggles me now. I've been doing this for so long. <laughs> that 
boggled me. I could not get over it. Yeah. But he'll teach he'll teach you how to do it too. I mean it's mind bending, but again, mm-hmm. it's it's part of what's true about our reality. We want to understand these things. And uh, I just I just was boggled. The whole thing was wonderful. So mm-hmm. just go to ASCSI.org and, and you know see if it's something that would interest you. There's a lot of time to decide. And they there's a refund too, isn't there? If they decide at the last yes. minute they can't go? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a, an arrangement for a refund. Uh, if for some reason they can't go, you know, and uh, then uh, there's a hundred percent refund, and if, if they just decide they don't want to for some reason, there's at least a ninety percent, depending on when when they've enrolled. But uh, the, there is a refund that they can get, uh, and it's going to be wonderful. Gary Schwartz is coming back, Suzanne Geisman is yes. there, Victor Zamet's yes. going to be there. He's already committed, and Rosemary Guiley and, and Roberta's going to be speaking, and and uh, and Carla Wills Brandon, who is an expert on that period of time, uh, the deathbed visions and, and, and pre-death visions, and she'll be speaking about how the people are prepared for that transition and what happens to them and what they see. And, and uh, Stafford Betty is going to be there. He's going to be speaking about the afterlife and, and uh, heaven and hell, which is uh, he has a Ph.D. in theology, and uh, he teaches religious studies at California State University, and he's a spiritual person. And he talks about the afterlife and what he knows, and he knows he's a tremendous man, and uh, he knows so much, and he's going to be bringing that to us. And we have many others whom we're inviting to come to the conference, so it's going to be a wonderful conference. It's going to it's going to be terrific, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people who were there uh, in July, a surprising number, have already committed to come back mm-hmm. next year. Um, and we're talking now about a 2016 conference that'll be in December of 2016. And I've heard some people say, okay, I'll be there again, too. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this an annual thing. So it's a very, very exciting. I, actually, I hope to meet everybody there. Um, if, you, if you listen to this show, I, I'll know you're going to know a, a lot of this stuff already. But you be, I guarantee you, you'll learn things you cannot imagine now. And it's all good news. I think that's that's what one of the things that keeps that's us wonderful. at this, Craig. It's all mm-hmm. good news. It's if all I had good to say news. anything, if I had mm-hmm. to say anything negative, I think I'd want to do something else. But it's all good news. Mm-hmm. But we've we've come to the end of our time. Uh, just just uh, any last thoughts you would leave people with uh, who who are, you know, still could, sort of confused. My goodness, I can't believe all this is there and we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it is available to to everyone. Uh, all you have to do is look. So all you have to do is knock, and and, and the door will open. Uh, we there are uh, people who who have this expertise, who have this knowledge. We're bringing them together. You just look at uh, the conference att- uh, presenters, and then get Google them, and you'll get to the information that you need just based on our conference presenters. Because they, there is the truth, and they've got it, and and we want everybody to know about it because it is glorious. And why don't we already know? Because for the more than a hundred years, uh, mainstream science has basically stonewalled this information. They won't look at it. They will tell you it's been debunked, but don't believe them for a minute. None of it has been debunked. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of amazed they're still trying to tell us that things like near-death experiences have been debunked, when in fact they've been so proven to be solidly true that it's just impossible for them not to be true. And the same is true with all of this stuff, Craig. It's mm. all real. So, uh, sadly, the last people to accept the truth about our one reality are going to be the very people who should be leading us in trying to better understand it. But it's the way it is. 
So, so we're we're going to then we'll have Craig back again to talk more about all of these subjects. Um, but meanwhile, we've come to the end of our time. I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and the brand new Just Out, The Fun of Staying in Touch. And that explores all the many ways we can stay in touch with our dead loved ones. You'd be amazed. When, when, when you read the book, you'll be astonished. My novels include My Thomas, the story of the American Revolution from the perspective of Thomas Jefferson's beautiful marriage. One for the ages. The first trilogy of my Letters from Love series is going to be completed this fall which how do you help people understand these things well there are a lot of different directions you can take and one of them that i'm taking is using what i've learned in the afterlife to write a three generation saga about a rich family and uh, try to show in their lives and and in the lives of those around them um, how all of these things are true you'll find details about all my books and my blog please read my blog i put so much effort into it at robertagrimes.com we've been talking with r craig hogan his book your eternal self is a must read please read that book if you want have any interest in understanding what reality is it's extraordinary now next week our guest will be Mark Anthony, who's an amazing medium. Uh, I look forward to that. Meanwhile, of course, please go to afterlifeforps.com and join the discussion there. And now, go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing, certainly knowing, that you are an eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes joyous conversations about your eternal life to learn more tune in every saturday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern for lively and positive discussions visit www.afterlifeforums.com to contact roberta email her at roberta at seekreality.com wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are